Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Gody and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Goldie. And it's your boy, Smash, coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Talker Brothers Podcast. It's been a while. I want to sing the song. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute, boy. It's been a minute. About 60 of <laughs> Man, we like three weeks in a hole. That's like the longest move ever. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you got you to gotta get it right, man. It's, that, hey, that was a... That's a rough move, man. I'm still just now coming down off of it. It's been about about a month now since since I moved. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But it's it's all good, man. Y'all settled in. The family all settled in and probably still got a little unpacking to do and a little remodeling and stuff like that. Cause you guys bought a home, right? Yeah, we bought a home for a minute for me to get here and the job tell me, hey, we just found out that uh, you might be leaving sooner than you thought. I'm like, what? I was like, I just bought a house. They were like, well, nothing, nothing set in stone right now, but you might be leaving in uh, another year or two. So I was like, man. But so, what are they trying to send you? I don't know. Yeah, I gotta, gotta wait and see what's up and what I decide. But right now, you know, it's all good. I'm a. I told them I'm here. I'm gonna ride the wave. I, you know, I'll be the best worker to. So it's time for me to go, but you know, if I'm gonna do my best, I'm gonna do my part. Huh? Long as long as I can get rid of this house when we if if when we leave, I'll be all right. But if I gotta get stuck with it, that's when I'm gonna be upset about it. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, you want to be comfortable, and you know how how things go. Anything could happen, and anything could change at the drop of a dime. So, oh yeah. It is what it is. You know, like like my man T.I. saying, I live by the motto, if you stay ready, you ain't never got to get ready. So, Yeah, you got, you got that right. So, I'm ready. We so, ready. This was, this, this past weekend was rivalry weekend for us. Saints go all the way. Oh, you just ain't even going to go all the way. You ain't even going to ease into it, huh? Nah, brother, we going to get right on into this thing. Well, you- because... <laughs> You were talking cash trash, my brother. Well, I wasn't talking cash trash. No, I was just. Oh yeah, you were. I was just big up in my team. That's all I was doing. I was, <laughs> I was repping hard for my boys, and man, we should have won that game. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I know you fail. The fail cons failed you again. You had some. Um, you you was getting upset about some of them calls the refs was making, huh? Man, but you know, that's always with the Saints. I don't know why we get so many pass interferences and defensive holding. We always get that kind of stuff all the time that we play. But but it was just like it was happening at crucial moments. Like that P.I. when y'all went going in the fourth quarter to go take the lead. I had to I had to cuss you out. You would piss me off so bad. <laughs> hey, man, you know, was, the refs are just doing their job, man. man. They're just doing their job. I was like, come on, man. But at the end of the day, I, and I knew when it went to overtime, I knew, I said, whoever wins this coin toss is going to win the game. 
Because, I mean, neither one of us could stop each other. Nah. Which was crazy. I mean, it made for good TV, but if you're a fan of it, you know, I had to go take a nap, man. I was just emotionally drained after that game was over with. Oh, yeah, man. That thing was stressful. I I, I told the wife, I said, I'm torn. It Should I cut the grass or should I have a drink? Because I'm just stressed out. I got to do something with this this energy I got. I'm Man, it was crazy, dog. You should you should have drank and cut the grass at the same time. <laughs> nah, it's that that game was. I mean, I got to give it to him. I don't, and I got to give it to Matty Ice. He stepped up the last two games, even though we lost. Oh, he Matty Ice now. Okay. Well, this this is what happened, man. Um, one of my partners put me into this uh, Falcons uh, group. You know, so the group was. You know, all doing good stuff, doing good stuff, and then we lost that first game. Game one, we lost, right? Man, everybody want to get rid of Matty Ice. I'm like, dude, it's the first game of the season. Like, let them, you know, they ain't played preseason. Let them get out their little rust or whatever. And and so, but you've been trying to get rid of them for two years. I have, but like, I guess sometimes when you around people and you see how they sound and then you reassess yourself and be like damn do i sound like that you you do a you know you do a retake and like man let me let me let me support the dude let me just be behind him. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be hating on my man like all these people man then he come back he said got enough people piling on i can go ahead and step off yeah i think that's why he came back the next weekend um you know, ran the ball in and it just went off, and now everybody, everybody pulling out the Matt Ryan jerseys. I'm like, man, I ain't gonna be flip flopping. You know what I'm saying? But I do get upset with him because I feel like if you put uh, Julio on any other team, that quarterback gonna get Julio the ball, and I just don't understand why him and Julio haven't had that natural connection that quarterback and receivers have when you have a duo like that. Well, I mean, and and I think Julio understands the same thing. He feels the same way because remember, he was holding out a little bit till he decided I'm gonna go ahead and go to camp and you know be the good soldier. But yeah, it's, it's evident, man. You talking about he has a lot of catches, but they're just not connecting in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, he's just such a big player. And even with that game, man, Ridley stepped up big time for y'all. And and, and it kind of it kind of pissed me off because I was like, why wouldn't you put? our best corner on their second best player and use two players to double team Julio. It just didn't make any sense to me. Mm. Put our best corner on Julio and then you're trying to one-on-one with a with a mediocre corner. And Ridley's not a bad player. Ridley's a top a top end receiver. You oh know? yeah, for sure. So it just didn't make any sense to me. And we got burnt by it so many times. I was like I don't know how we're going to pull this win out but you know old Breezy Came through in the clutch, you know. Hit the put put some uh some running back moves. <laughs> nah, and to get down in the end zone. See, I was like look a breezy. And there, there was talk, there was talk of that too. And um, I didn't, I didn't really look at it until somebody brought it up in one of my chats. But so they missed that. The two uh cornerbacks missed that uh, tackle on Drew Brees. And then even if you look at the replay, Drew Brees looked around and like, what? I'm still up? And then he right. ran it in and dove and all this stuff. But Yeah, because he, he turned his back to him, and then the kid, the, the guy was like diving at him, and he kind of took him out and then took the other DB out at the same time, and Drew Brees was still on his feet, was able to dive in the end zone. 
because there was nobody open. There was actually there was a there was a tight end in the back of the end zone, but Breezy didn't want to throw to him because he didn't know if he stepped out or not. Yeah, so it had been an incomplete pass. I mean, it turned out good for the Saints. It just turned it just turned out normal for the Falcons like it normally oh, does. Oh Lord, they put up a good fight and <laughs> light up the scoreboard and. But always seems at the end come up on the short end. That's just the Falcon way, I guess. Nah, I, ain't, I, I hear you <laughs> downplaying my boys, but I'm gonna get back to that in a minute. But I'm gonna go back to that thing. <laughs> what somebody said to me, and I can see it. I can see it. I didn't think about it, but they said that um, it looked like to them the reason why that tackle was missed on Drew Brees was because of the new rules. They didn't want to hit him in that way because. They didn't want to give him the penalty to go in. And so I can see it in that instance, but I still say, man, take that fool down. Sound bro. like a sound like an excuse to me because at the end of the day, if he's the ball carrier and he's out of that pocket and he's running up the field, he's he's now uh a running back at that point. True. And if and I'd rather take him out, I'd rather take him out and take the penalty and not give up the touchdown and make him play again. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I think that's more of an excuse than than reality because that's just the way people tackle now. A lot of guys, you watch football now, they don't wrap up. They always want to show the charge. And that show the charge, just like us against Minnesota last year in the playoffs, all that show the charging, sometimes you miss. And if you miss, it may cost you. And it just cost that. It just cost y'all that time. But it was going to end. It was going to end that way anyway. In what way? With some, some miraculous play. I mean, that's just the way that game was going. I mean, we talking about eight or nine lead changes happened in that game. So Yeah, that game was stupid, man. Y'all couldn't stop us. We couldn't stop y'all. It was just a matter of who gonna get the, the fluky break, you know, to, to make it happen. The, the referees was in y'all pocket because we was playing in the big takeout box. So I knew the referee was gonna be on y'all side. Oh, whatever, but whatever. At the end of the day, the 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 true team won. Like always. Hey, rise up, baby. In brotherhoods. There, just rise up. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I'm gonna tell you like this. Like I told uh, all the other Saints fans, when Drew Brees leave, y'all will be back in the toilet bowl. Hey, man. It's just true. Hey, man. If a, if if a fifth was if if was a fifth, we all be drunk. Yep. Hey. If my auntie had a, <laughs> she would be my uncle. So we can't go. We can't go like that. Hey. You know, we're going to ride this wave until we can't ride it no more. Hey, I, I, Breezy here for right now. I mean, that's, but you can say that about a thousand teams. If this player leave, we're going to suck. This player leave, they're going to suck. Nah, but, you know, I mean, hey. take it on the chin, my brother. And you know what? I spared you. You know, I spared you, right? Because I didn't go, I didn't go hard <laughs> in you like I normally do. You know, I say, you know what? I'm going to let the brother make because I know his, I know his heart broken right now. So I'm gonna you, let him make it. You couldn't go hard though, because that that game was just up in the air. Nah, hey, that's the first nah. game that I don't because I got a lot of got a lot of friends who are uh, Saints fan. That's the first game where nobody was saying nothing. It was just like quiet. Like we might talk about a pass interference or a call, but other than that, it was like nobody was trash talking during the game. Hey man. A win is a win. I don't care how how ugly it was or how great it was or how dominant it was. A win is a win, and I'm usually going in on you. But because it was such an emotional uh, game, I was like, he suffered enough. I'm not going to pile on. 
he might get this car drive from Missouri. We might be fighting. And it really don't matter because, you know, no matter what happened in that game, even even if we would have won like we should have, we had to see each other again on Thanksgiving, I think it is. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. Thursday night down in New Orleans. Yeah, so we'll, we'll come through there and whip y'all up and go get some gumbo, maybe some Popeyes. You know? I, I doubt it, bro. I doubt we'll it. We'll see. By that time, we'll be battle-tested. But, I mean, it, it was it made for... Every time we link up, it's always a good game, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, it's a good game. But the only thing that made me mad about made me mad about that game, I wasn't mad at the outcome because it was a good game. What made me mad, I was mad at the NFL because they called the damn Cowboys and Seahawks game the game of the week. I was like, man, you already know you got a rivalry team playing. That's We should have right. automatically been the game of the week. One of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. Yeah. You, you not put it in prime time. Yeah, but then you put you got the the Bears on Thursday on Sunday night football. Like this isn't making any sense to me. But I'm glad one thing for sure. I'm glad the game was played early because oh, yeah. it was so emotionally draining <laughs> that I needed that time to recuperate. <laughs> Even in a win, you know what I'm saying? It was like a win. You like, like I said, had Atlanta won the Atlanta won the coin toss in overtime. You guys would have probably won the game. Yeah. But we won the coin toss and we won the game. So I already knew, like, man, thank God this game early so I could just go ahead and take a nap. I literally had to go walking past the wife. She was, like, talking to me, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, can't talk right now. Can't talk right now. I got to go lay down. Nah. And I haven't been stressed like that about a football game in a long, long time. Yeah, it, it, it was rough, man. I ain't going to lie. That was, a, that was a rough game. But I, I tell you, one last thing before we jump off this. I wish the NFL would uh, change their rules because I think, like, I think everybody should get a chance. Like, in overtime, like, if that per- if that team scored, that team, the other team get the ball and they get their chance, if they don't score, it's over. You know what I mean? But Yeah, I would like to see more of a, a college type of playoff. But I would say this. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. But... Um, had we not scored and we kicked the field goal, then you guys would have got the ball back. And we would have kicked the field goal. We wouldn't have scored. Uh, Then we'd have been back and forth for a little bit and ended in tie. It would have ended in (laughs) tie. In a tie. But I don't know. It's it's pro football. It has, you know, have its quirks and it's the no fun league in certain ways. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Saints reign victorious. What's, so, what what are we talking about next? Hey, I, I, wanna, <laughs> I don't want to hear that nonsense. You, <laughs> you don't want to talk about this no more, <laughs> man. I got this this crazy story. Dallas police officer fired. Um, Dallas police fire officer who fatally shot a man in his own apartment. Man, um, police officer Amber Geiger, employed by the Dallas the police department, walks into the man's apartment, thinking that it's thinking that it's hers, and commanded the man by gunpoint and he wouldn't listen and she fired two shots and killed the man this was like the weirdest thing ever and there's all these conspiracy theories out here that's saying that you know they were sleeping together and we'll never know you know they got like right now they got the the the, the texas marshals on the job so they can try to investigate and try to keep it impartial um so they don't see any bias in, in the investigation but it's just weird to me that how can you not realize that you're on a totally different floor 
from where you live. And like you were telling me earlier, that the the, the doors are magnetic key locks. So he did he leave the door open? There's just so much information that's not being told about this story. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of holes in that story, man. And the 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 I, I know it's a poor choice of words because ain't nothing funny about it. But the funny thing about it, man, is like this is something that you would see on a, a police TV show. You know what I mean? Like right. Law and Order or SVU or something like that. And to I mean, they say the girl was working like uh, maybe a 12, 13 hour shift. Well. I didn't did I didn't work uh, twelve hour shifts. I done been up for twenty four hours. I've I've been drunk before, and I'm never going to. And that's one thing I'll say. And most people, if you've been drunk before, y'all will probably agree. It's one thing you know how to do, and that's find your way in the house. In the house, you know what I'm saying? Because all you want to do is go to sleep, and it's the same way when right. you're tired. Like you tired, you gonna find your way in the house, so you can lay down on the couch, bed, whatever, comfort. So for her to say that she worked the shift, I just it's something missing in this story, man. It's just it's funny to everybody, and and I guess the uh, Dallas police are starting to see that too, and because they just recently fired her, right? Yeah, they, they actually fired her, and it's still under investigation, um, but. I just can't see how you can justify this, this these actions at all. I mean, you know your apartment. You, you I, fatigue is one thing. Even and I would kind of feel slightly different had she been inebriated or something like that. But you're talking about somebody who just talking about she was just fatigued, you know, and you missed the whole floor, and you walk into this man's apartment. But it, it's just weird that. One thing that for sure, the good thing that they immediately fired her after um, they investigated the situation and, and figured out um, and put it into the Texas Rangers' hands to actually do the investigation um, from a third party's perspective, I like so that. that they can really get the the the, fi- the true finding of why this happened. They're not more than sure it's going to come out to be, you know, I'm not no fortune teller or anything, but I'm more than sure it's, it's more to that story. They probably were seeing each other or something like that's gonna come out at the end of it and and the, the true story will be told oh yeah it's, it's gonna come out soon man and i just it's, it's just so many holes in that story because she even she even gave commands they said uh in the you know yeah. to for him to stop so i ain't gonna lie like no matter how tired drunk sleepy you are when you pull your gun and or your adrenaline start pumping you you awake for a minute you know what i'm saying like you could be tired as heck but once your adrenaline pump you're not going back to sleep so i don't see how she didn't realize she was in the it's so many holes in well, the story man well they what they did say they did say another article i read it did say that when she she fired she fired her gun because the guy wasn't listening to commands right and then she called 911 and while she calling 911 she was given cpr and she cut the lights on and that's when she realized she was in the wrong apartment so but i don't care how it was it was it had enough light for you to to see the man in your apartment and to tell him get out right but you didn't realize the plants the mirror the furniture all that <laughs> you know what i'm saying the decor something that's to, to trigger it to your to your mental state of like hey man this is not my apartment you know, and I'm more to show that guy was screaming, 
what are you doing in my apartment? You know, to some to some degree, uh, so that she can understand. And it, it's it's weird, man. It's just a weird story. And and so I'll definitely be following this to see how this one plays out. Let's let's say you coming in your house by yourself at eleven o'clock night. I'm just asking this question. And your house is uh, you know, it's dark and nobody home. What's the first thing you do once you open the door? I'm trying to find a light switch. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why people walk in the dark house. I see it all the time on TV. And for her to even do that, I'm like, come on, man. Like, everybody look for uh, everybody look for a uh, light because you like, let me make sure ain't nobody in here going to jump out on me. Maybe for real. maybe it's black but people you know, just don't want to be scared. You know? well, I mean, I, we even like that, even when we leave the house, we leave a light on. Yeah. yeah we leave a central light on yeah, so that, that that's you can true. have... So that you can see, you don't want nobody to jump out you in the dark. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you leave a light on, but it's just weird, man. It's just a weird story. It's just a a weird situation. And now the family is is trying to sue um, the, the police department. Yeah, so um, rightfully so. But at the end of the day, you have to have to sit back and, and watch this unfold because it's all speculation at this point because it's really and I searched for like you know a, a, a bunch of articles and really couldn't find any def- definitive information about what really truly transpired you know so it, it, it'll be a while before they actually you know dish out the real oh yeah but hopefully hopefully she do some jail time man um, oh yeah, no doubt. She she has to. She has to because this this is totally uncalled for. Yeah, totally uncalled for, and she has to she has to pay the piper for that. But keeping up with some some tragic news, and I, tragic. I don't know. It may not be tragic for you, but it may may it kind of is for me, kind of not. But Bill Cosby's Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in prison for an assault case. Did that make you feel good? Did that make you feel bad? Or are you just indifferent about the whole situation? Man, you hit it right on the head, bro. I'm I'm indifferent. And, you know, talking to my wife and, like, just seeing it from her perspective as being a female, she was like, good. He did the crime. He need to do the time. But I was indifferent because, you know what I mean? Like, I know it happened decades ago. And what he did was wrong. But I was just like, man, like... There's other people out there that's doing some of the same stuff. And I'm not trying to be conspiracies or say it's racist, but you got, um, you know, you got uh, Matt Lauer, you got Harvey Weinstein um, and other people out there that's in this Me Too moment that their stuff is more recent on what they're doing and they're not being prosecuted. This man stuff happened decades ago. But if he if he did it, like they said, then he does need to pay the crime because you gotta think about it. We never say anything when uh, all these uh, when they were young boys, but now they men. They come forward and they say that their priest grabbed them. We'd be like, "Hey, put them in jail." So, like I said, if he did the time, I mean, if he did the crime, do the time. But I was a little indifferent at first, but now I'm more to like, all right, if he did it, he, he got what he deserved, you know? Yeah, I mean, but it, it plays. It kind of plays into that portion of it too, as well. Um, giving it a speedy process you know to make sure that it, it from beginning to end it, it kind of happened real fast now we are to point to a sentencing and it has and I, and I hate to play the race card and I really try not to play it right. but that definitely was a factor in the process of it going so fast because all these other cases that you speak of you know it's still in the hearsay 
stages. You know, it's not even to the point where any indictments are coming down or anything like that. But it's just like this just steamrolled from beginning to end. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I definitely my heart goes out to all the victims that that had to that had to endure this this nightmare. But I also think that I, I really can't finger put a finger on is it if is it any of it real? Because you search, you did the research, you did the reading, you did the try to get the findings of what happened and and it's the same story over and over and over again. So you kind of like, okay, if you if it's the same story, it gotta be true. You use the same method over and over again. And just it's just an icon that was one of our icons that we held, you know, black folk held dear to their heart. And that whole picture is shattered. I mean, I won't even, I can't even pull myself to watch the reruns, you know, because it's kind of, I'm kind of torn between feeling for the victim, feeling for him as a as a as a black man, as one of our icon, black icons that that's that has been taken down and being put in prison. I watched some some stuff on TMZ earlier today and listening to like Niecy Nash and. and Saying that it's good that he's getting what he deserves, but yeah. that she wants also wants to see other people um, in the same type of situation get the same type of justice, and and that's true. I mean, just you, you said the same thing. It's like if you you did the time, if you did the crime, you want to pay. You got to pay the time, right? But you don't want to you don't want to have the man of color be the first one to go down and it's others out there like you said Harvey Weinstein and all those guys that needs to pay the piper as well oh yeah and and that's where I kind of differ like I could still watch the um nope watch the reruns and the reason I say that is because like I'm I'm Can't more of a person like I like I like the storylines and stuff so I, I like you know writing books and writing trying to write scripts or whatever so fictional uh, the Cosby show was a fictional character to me to, and they just gave you something to aspire to. Like a lot of families wanted to have a husband and wife with the kids, you know, um, you, you didn't really have to be a lawyer or doctor, but you wanted to be professionals in something and just provide that good family atmosphere for your family. So that still doesn't take away from me because I don't know I wasn't there like you said i feel for the victims i wasn't there so i can't uh, um you know what i'm saying i'm not on that side of it but i i just put those two to the side it's not like i'm going out looking for reruns but if i came across it i wouldn't turn away from it. well and, and i, I kind of differ in opinion and there's, there's several things why i say that one he was a black icon and and he he has broke so many people hard behind behind what he did but I also remember, can't remember what year it was. You have to look it up. Um, he get he's at the NAACP rally. He gets on on stage and he just berates the black community, mm -hmm. you know. And that has that already had me feeling some kind of way about Bill. You know, I still respected him for for the body of work that he put through and the, the things that the groundbreaking that he's done to to let other comedians be able to accomplish what they're accomplishing. So I respect that. But I didn't respect the fact that it just set odd to me that why would you why would you do that? 
And then this kind of plays into line. Like, it's just like it's a big ego trip for him. You know what I'm saying? He was just, I'm Bill Cosby, and I can do what I want to do how I want to do it, and I'm going to get away with it. Um, so that kind of, I, 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 for me, I just couldn't, I can't sit here and say that I can watch it because I can't. And and I don't, and, and I would have to, you know, you, you read this kind of stuff, and at some point in time, your kid's going to read it and see the Cosby show and be, and try to put two and two together. It's just the same guy. And you have to explain this kind of stuff to him. And I, I just, it just never set well with me for that, you know. And, and then for, for this to go down the way they went down, it's kind of just, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, a bittersweet moment because you, you want him to suffer for his, for his crimes. Right. But. You know, he set us back 200 years, bro, as a, as a community. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, I, I look at it because I look at it like um, the, the thing I look at it, because if you go back and look at all these uh, people in the Me Too era, and, you know, I named a few of them. But if you go back and just kind of research the whole Me Too era, it's a lot of them are from the same uh, era. So I think that was a popular thing that they were doing in that, whether they were drugging them like uh, they like Bill Cosby um, got convicted for or whether they Bill, were Bill. making them, um, you know, based off their position of power, using their position of power to have sex with these people or fill on these people, whatever they were doing. And I just think that's just that was that mis- uh, misogynistic, you know, that machismo thing back in the early 70s and uh, in the 70s and probably early 80s, because you don't really see a lot of the uh, younger people in probably, I would say, between, uh, you know, 20 and 40 nowadays. You don't see them getting accused of that because we kind of learn not to be so macho nowadays. You know what I mean? And, and it's kind of it's kind of weird that this stuff been going on. For like in like you're saying in Tinseltown, this was like a normal practice, a normal thing. That's crazy, dude. And it's and it's like this has never come to light until now, you know. And and, and and it's several actresses that's out there, and I can't name them all, but that they finally come forward to say that um, this happened to me on the set, and, and and all these different things happened to me, and I wanna, I just wanna come forward. And it's like they'll pre- like, how can you, how can such a big scandal like this that happened in Hollywood? get suppressed to the point where you talking about decades have passed and it took a situation like this for it to like peel the band-aid back to actually see the the ugliness of, of what was really happening it's just strange that you can hold that severe of a secret in hollywood and nobody ever came forward until now about it and money talks man i one of the i just saw today man i was just cut on the tv and it was on a channel and i saw somebody that else just entered the me too movement and it kind of hurt me because i've i've liked this I've, I've always thought this chick was cute forever uh Alyssa milano you know the little girl she played who's the boss yeah 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 and then she played on charm as she got older but she was just saying that when she was younger she got like kind of sexually assaulted twice one when she was a teenager and then one as she got older and like you saying i'm like man what the hell was going on in hollywood and then if you go back and look at the all the kids from different strokes all of them were messed up it's like hollywood was really messing up people back then man 
they, but Hollywood is always messing up people. It takes it takes a real strong-minded individual to be able to to handle that stardom and handle that 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 power, that position of power, and not take advantage of it. But it's just like I said, it's just um, it's just crazy how they could just this scandal has been pushed under the rug for so many years, and I, I think because it's male dominated yep. that. You know, same thing with the Penn State situation. Same thing with the Ohio State situation. It's it's that that good old boy system kept it under wraps until somebody came forward with it. It's just amazing that something so severe, something so vile, it would be pushed under the rug. And there's many cases, man. There's so many cases to this point where you just like, how can Bill Cosby's go from zero to 60 so fast and now he's in prison where you have all these other cases and all these other people that have come forward when are those indictments coming out when are, when are those trials going to start if any of these trials will start it just it, it just amazes me man and you know um, being a man it just amazes me how men especially those men that were accused of that could just even have the nerve to do that man i mean it's like simple stuff you were taught when you were a kid don't touch it if it ain't yours um you know what i'm saying so it's like why are you messing with these women like you raping them and touching them and telling them it's just i don't know man it's just crazy i mean i, I can't even explain it i'm glad it's coming to light um one because i got daughters i got sisters i got my mom and my wife and i don't want I never want them to be taken advantage of like that. But two, even if I had boys, man, I gotta tell them like, look, dude, like, she's not your property. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just so it's just and no, yeah. Crazy, no man. means no. That's just what it is. Yeah. No means no, and you just have to accept that and move on. You know, and, and and I just remember growing up as a kid, my dad was like, if you see somebody that you like, you know, don't let that moment pass you by. Speak to him. Right. If they shoot you down, they shoot you down, you know. It, but but you gave it a shot, and but don't be too aggressive, you know. <laughs> be a be a gentleman about it, you know. But yeah. like you said, with my boys, I tell them the same. You know, we have I, I with my boys, I haven't got to that stage of having to talk about girls and that kind of stuff because they're not there yet. But how you how I treat my wife and how you treat your wife is a depiction of. Of, of how you want to have them to be able to to do their girlfriends and their future wives and yeah and so forth you know so I, I, don't, I don't know my whole like I said my whole thing with this is how can Bill Cosby go from zero to 60 and now in prison and there's so many other situations out there just like it and there's no indictments and nothing happened that's the only thing I feel bad about yeah um but other than that I mean if he he did it you deserve the time and it's it's a it's really it's really messed up situation man like you say you got daughters i got nieces i got a, a mom i got sisters and yep. cousins and and it's just that's like one of the worst things ever to do and if, and oh yeah if he did it pay the price and and lock him up for as long as you need to lock him up but you know it's an 80 old man and they said he's a he said he's a sexual a sexual <laughs> violent predator at 80 something years old you know he, he, my thinking he's probably a die in there if, oh, if yeah. not you know he, at this point in time he should be broke by now he probably got some money tucked away but yeah he he 
he probably will die in there, man. Just you know what I'm saying? As you hold that status for so long, you you gonna I mean embarrassment is gonna put so much stress on you in one way that you know that stress, man, it'll kill you. And him being 80, um, I think he I think they say he legally blind and all that stuff, man. So Yeah. I mean, but you never know. You know, God has a sense of humor. He may keep him keep him alive till he's hundred just so he can see what he did and experience that right. wrath, you know. But it, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, I, it's I'm sad that he's gone like that, but it just in one way I'm 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 sad that he's gone, but I look at the, I must flip it to the positive. It has made me make sure that I um, you know, hold myself accountable for things that I do in in more of a positive way is what I'm trying to say. So that, you know what I'm saying? Because like you've seen a lot of the uh black men that we used to look up to go down. I mean, I'll, I'll give you two just off the top, and that's Bill Cosby and OJ Simpson. They've gone down and it's like like you said, you got boys. Who who are they looking up to after you? Because you know, not everybody looks up to their father. You do look up to your father as you get older. But younger, you got like some idols that you see on TV. It's like, who are they looking up to now? Hopefully not like these well, rappers that's rapping about that, drugs. Nah, I mean, that's definitely not. I, I'm definitely deterring that one. <laughs> but you can't. Like, I know as a kid growing up, it was always you never really had any real idols, idols like that, that you really want to pattern yourself after. You just things that you wanted to aspire right. to. You know what I'm saying? Not That's necessarily true. follow a path or do something that they did. Because I was like, you know, even when when Charles Barkley was on the scene and he was at the height of his career and he did the commercial about I'm not your role model. And it kind of makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm just doing me and I'm entertaining you. And it's not my responsibility to 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 rear your kids. You know, I, I'm going to do what I need to do. Cause I may, I'm human. I may fall. I may stumble, and that's because I'm human. I so agree. So if you allow, when if you allow me to to be the person that you rear your kids from a distance, they they bound to fail. You know. So I always looked at it as a kid. And I always looked at it like that as, as um, situations of of things that happen, and and I always, I mean, I always took things for for what they were. You know, I always had the idea that nobody's perfect um people oh, yeah. make mistakes you know and things gonna happen but you know right from wrong you yeah. know so and, <laughs> and as a parent you want to teach your kids right from wrong and you want the kids to you know you ask your kids what do you want to be when you grow up what do you aspire to be you know and you kind of tell them stories and, and show them situations and um but at the end of the day i'm always telling my kids you know I love all you guys like like my brothers, but at the end of the day, it's my household. We gonna we gonna live or die together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if something something go wrong, they're here to pick me up. You know, but at the end of the day, they have to be able to to decipher and make those decisions from them for themselves when they get older. Right. You just basically trying to lay the blueprint out for them to understand right from wrong. Now, if they do it, they do it. If they don't. That these type of situations are going to happen because he knew this was wrong, man. He knew he knew what he was doing, and he knew what he was doing was wrong. But he just felt that's just that's just him being big as who he is, and he just ego tripping. And I don't think it it lend a hand to other actors um, being groomed into doing those type of things because if you notice, it's all like you said, all these older guys in Hollywood that's actually being being 
um, these allegations are being put forth on right. versus, you know, you've got younger actors that were following in, in, you know, following that lead behind them in the 80s to the 90s where it wasn't permeating through the whole Hollywood the way it, where it was back in the 70s. So I'm, I want to ask you this real quick before we transition off this. Um, so you say you can't watch the Cosby show because of that, but what about let's do it again? See, you want to go there because you know that's one of my favorites. I know. See, see you, so you want to go there. Um, <laughs> hey, man, you got to have that same energy as uh, Charlemagne the God might say, man. <laughs> um... I don't think so. I, I think I would, I would watch it. Yeah, I would watch it. Exactly. That's one of my favorites. It's, I mean, that's one of my favorites. But got to be able to separate the art from the the person, man. Like you said, they're human. They gonna make mistakes, but the art yeah, is just something that you portray. It's just so such a vile situation, man. It's just, man, you got me in the corner. Back in the painting, <laughs> me in the corner with that one. <laughs> I like to keep you on that's, your toes, bro. That's like one of my favorites, you know. But. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm at the shelf it all. <laughs> yeah, hey, I like Dang. Fat Albert, man. Fat Albert's still one of my favorite cartoons. Hurt, hurt, hurt. You see, I could, I could probably watch that and not, and not, because it's just his. It's his voice, know, bro. Oh, oh yeah, look they, at him, man. Look, got him going. I don't know. Hey, but yeah, you, before we get on this too, man, right I got, there. I got to say, TMZ, man, they, they trip because they. Last night when he got sentenced and stuff, they said, and they were acting like they weren't trying to be funny. They said one of his first meals in jail will be pudding. I was like, come on, man. Y'all ain't have to go there. (laughs) Gotta be. Gotta be. (laughs) I said, so so for breakfast, OJ had some orange juice? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) They tripping, man. They tripping. Gotta be, man. it's, It's a sad situation and we, and we tend not to, like, we tend not to to do these type of stories, but this is one that we had to talk to and and, and just get it out there and and get it off our chest. It's, you know, it's I guess it's therapy because this was this was I don't know. This is this is vile, bro. This is terrible, man. For yeah, for, for a, a grown man to know right from wrong and, and violate a woman like not not just a woman, but several 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 women you know, yeah. in the same method. And, and it's just like I can see why the judge would consider him, you know, a, a sexually violent predator because of the tactics that he did, you know. But I mean, rape is rape, no matter whether it is on a on a low scale or a high scale. It, it is what it is. You know? Yeah. The woman says no, no means no, and keep it moving. But I mean, based off his case, they couldn't really say no because he was drugging them. So you know what I mean? But, right. Right. But. Yeah, man. Let's 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 uh pump the show back up, man. Cause give it a give it a good energy. <laughs> so my boy Lupe Fiasco dropped Dragos Wave, uh, Drogas Wave, and it took a, a a while for me to digest this album. I had, I mean, I'm literally on my like ninth, tenth. 11th listen and what was your thoughts when you initially heard it uh, when you know like once again like I tell y'all Goldie is my he's my plug for the music and he kept saying listen to this album but then 
I ain't gonna lie, you kind of pissed me off because you were like, you ain't gonna get it, you ain't gonna understand it. And I was like, what are you trying to say? I'm not lyrically intelligent, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I listened to it and then I was like- Was I wrong? No, nah, you weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it and like you did, like I'm, I'm probably on my fifth or sixth listen, not as high as you, but I, I listened to it and I was like, I gotta listen again. But then the more I kept listening, I was like, this dude dropping some jewels. You, yeah, yeah. On some songs, you might not know where he coming from. You just gotta decipher it. But what I looked at it as is basically Lupe took a story. Let's just say he wrote a story and he just did a musical on album. So I like it because he's talking about um, what if all the slaves that came over on the slave ship survived? So I like the way he's going with the story. It's kind of a, to me, I like uh, mythology and that's kind of how he, to me, that's kind of how he's going with right. it. And so like, to me, I like it. Lyrically it's good. He got some good beats on there. I like the joint with him and um, uh, Damian Marley. Oh yeah, Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. I jam that one. I love that one. I like that joint. I think it, lyrically I like it, um, but that I think it's, um, mural junior or i think that's what's called mural junior or junior mural but that that's a that's a good joint too man what about you man i was i'm still i'm gonna tell you like this man this album for me i i, I love the production i love his wordplay um but it's deep man it's it's, it's a deep when you have to get out a, a, a dictionary or or get on and start googling stuff to understand what he's saying like one verse he's just rapping about slave ships so i had to press pause at you know on my third fourth listen and be like let me go see what these slave who these slave <laughs> ships are what these slave ships are about but see i like and that just, man because it make you yeah, learn yeah but as a it, it took me a while to just listen to like just like just enjoy the, the the actual album itself right you know i like the story about the long chains about how the ship crashed and and they die and then he tell his story because they lived under sea mm -hmm. that's dope you know to, to have a story he's always he's always been a dude that could give you a good story um do i think like most critics were saying that it's all over the place with different things different topics and and it doesn't stick to the path of 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 the story but it's a it's it's art you know so it doesn't have to be it there's no such thing as a perfect project you know it, it's close to it but this one here I, I i'm gonna have to put this one high up on my list and what the critics are putting on it because it took some time it took some time and mental effort to put this put this yes. album together it just wasn't something that was just thrown together by the seat of your pants you i guarantee you he won't say like most of these cats saying man we remade this song in less than an hour yeah you know this was something that was methodically planned and and, and it, it shows in the body of work is in the storytelling it's just spot on for me i mean but it's a lot like i'm still unpacking stuff out this album i'm even when i get off we stop the pod and we go go about our merry way i'm gonna drop that album back on because it's so much that I, I want to hear it. I want to understand oh, what yeah. he's saying and the different the different aspects of where he's coming from about slavery and how it impact 
us as a culture and i mean you think about the snippets and the skits that he has in there that he's got some great messages man and people just need to sit down and listen for that for that alone it should put you it should put you it should put it the the body of work higher on a on a scale than what it is because i'm looking at looking at hip-hop dx and they gave it a 3.8 out of 5 and i look at some of the other albums that they rated higher um black 4.5 you know, no name, room twenty-five, but that was a good album. It should be rated high, but they gave it a four point three. You know, it's just so many albums. Bum B got a four, and this was far, far more impactful for us as a community. To to like you said, you want something for your for you to listen to and and empower someone. This would be the album to to help them understand. You know the plight of what we had to go through from where we are from where we were to where we are now so that has to be for me i'm I'm gonna have to put that album in my top five just for that fact alone top five yeah it's gonna go in my top for for 2018 yeah no it's it's definitely a good album man and i i've always liked like the album that um makes me like like educate me like that's why i started like liking nas at a young age because when you listen to nas Nas will say some stuff, even a word sometimes. I gotta go look it up in the dictionary or whatever. So Lupe making you do some study, like like you said, you you had to go learn some um some of the slave ship name. But just think, man, when you're in a just a regular conversation and you drop that knowledge, they're gonna look at you like, man, who is this brother? Oh, this joker woke, you know, as they say. But <laughs> nah, Lupe Lupe came lyrical, man. Like, and I was just yeah, like, damn, but only thing I I didn't really like and it's because it, it it would take too much work to do to the work on this is when he did that song in spanish though yeah that that kind of threw me off because i was like he was showing out then yeah he just you know <laughs> now you just yeah basically but i mean if it it played well yeah it, it played well but it, it's just it kind of and like i read some of the critics saying that it, it kind of threw the Threw the chemistry of the album off, but it's art. Nothing's perfect, you know. He felt it. He put it on there. I mean, how many other brothers can sit there and and rap in Spanish, and then turn back and rap in English? But exactly. I mean, I, I just like the fact that like Alan Forever, he's telling a story about the kid, what it could have been. He could have been an Olympic swimmer, you know. It, it's just he's a great, such a great storyteller, and a, and he could play with words in such a, a fascinating way that you have to listen you have to take notice to it and the tracks the tracks were were banging to me yeah you got it was that's true i mean cliff you know you got crystal torres you know tory irons you got uh nikki jean and and these soulful voices are are playing in the you know playing underneath and and helping out helping out the music It, it just it was it was a good sounding album. It it it, it made for um, a good listen. I mean, yeah. but it's a lot if you're trying to hear it. Like when I first listened to the album, and I started reading the the, the actual reviews, I heard nothing of what they heard. You know what I'm saying about the long chains, the ships, and all this kind of stuff. I didn't hear it. Yeah. But then when they started dissecting it, because I'm not I'm not, I'm not really dissecting the album like that. I just. I don't have the time to do that. You know, just press play, <laughs> listen to six bars or eight bars and stop and rewind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't have the time. You know, but 
once I, I listened to the reviews and, and heard what it heard what they said about it and how they did it, and then I went back and played the songs and, and tried to listen to what it's saying. And it definitely has it definitely has a place uh near and dear to me. One because I love Lupe. I mean Lupe is like one of the one of the top dopest MCs out here that don't get his don't that, that don't get his just due yeah. like these other rappers do. He doesn't. Um get it. and I, I think a lot of people are such such have such short attention span when it comes to music that they want to move so fast to the next project or the next song that 24 tracks is kind of like a lot of people were saying it was it was too much it was overdoing it like it could have been scaled down to maybe like eight or nine tracks or 12 tracks and it could have been two different projects and and, and that's when i say I, I look at it differently kind of kind of like what you're saying it was art and that's why i said like if if you because a as I went back and listened to it, because of course I had it on shuffle, but as I go back and listen to it, you kind of got to play it in order to get the whole story. But if you take out take out the rapping, if he just tells that story and puts it in a book, people will love it because they'll be right. like, oh man, this is good, good thing. What if the slave survived? What would have happened? You know what I mean? And right. it's a good story. It, and he lyrically like, like the dude is making you think, man. He's he's not telling you some uh, cooking it in the crock pot type stuff. So you, that's easy. I mean, spot see spot run. I mean, we all read that too, but it didn't make us think. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right, right. <laughs> Lupe, man. I was, just, I ain't gonna lie. Like Lupe, he like you said, the beats were knocking, the lyrics were there, and the beats was knocking so hard. This is how I know the beats were good. So that's why I agree with you because. You know when a beat good when you start to freestyle when the song on about to go yeah. off you trying to yeah that's how you know it's good <laughs> and I was up there I was yeah. like well, shit I supposed to be listening to the song so many that I, I mean there's so many I'm trying to remember just one that I didn't like and I can't remember which one it was I want to say I, I can't remember and I don't want to it is I don't want to I don't want to shit on any of them but yeah because it was. But like Waves, <laughs> I love Waves. I love Halle, uh, what's it called? Halle, LaSalle. I love that song. Um, Imagine was dope. Uh, it was another one. What's the name of that song? Uh, Happy Ten Buck Two Day, I like that one. It's a good album, man, I think. I think, I like it. Yeah, man, it just it just goes on. King Nas was a good song. I mean, it's just so many. Like, it's a listen that you can literally. I only skipped one song. Now I did skip some of the interludes, like the slave ship interlude. Yeah. That was just like a real overkill to me. That was, I get. Um, yeah. So I skipped that one because it kind of killed the vibe of, of the floor of the album. But other than that, I, I can't remember what song it was that I didn't like. There were so many other ones that I did like that it just. It just is a blip, and it's, it's refreshing that you can actually get an album that you can press play for for over for over ninety eight minutes and, and, and listen to it from beginning to end. And like I said, I'm like on my 11th, 12th listen at this point. And I probably <laughs> won't. I probably won't put it down for for probably about another few days uh, before I even move on to something else. Because at this point, I was starving for something new, and I you know I did listen to the. I did listen to, you know, like like Bum B album and and I did listen to No Names album, Room 25, and um They didn't quench my thirst like like this album quenched my thirst. 
Okay. Know, lyrically, sonically, and and just knowledge being being knowledgeable. You know, I mean, if you if my thing is if you rate damn high, then this is on the same caliber with that album to me. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, nah, it ain't nowhere close. But to me, it is my opinion. No, nah, that's a damn good album, man. I, I give you that. Now I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna dethrone J Cole or not, but oh, that's to be seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> time, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, but you know, it was it's refreshing, and, I, and I'll be jamming it on the way out. <laughs> but so, what you got? What you got up for the rest of the week? Anything exciting plan or anything? No, nah, man. We um. We just sitting here. We trying to enjoy uh, Missouri. Uh, you know, we about an hour away from Kansas City, so might go up to the city this weekend. See what's going, what's popping up there. You know, uh, I do have to tell you, man. Uh, I'm gonna get some free tickets to the Missouri uh, Vanderbilt game on. I think it's November 10th. So, does that come with a plane ticket? Nah, it's it's like an hour oh. drive. They actually gonna bust us there, so I ain't gotta do nothing but show up. So you know, I might go to and that. If it's, it's free. That's all right. Yeah, free, free, right up my alley, man. But so you get to go. So you got a plan to go see the Ozarks? You know, watching Netflix on the Ozarks. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to come out here to do that, man. We go, <laughs> we gonna go to so Ozarks we gonna, together. We gonna, we gonna run together. Just, just in case some of that stuff to happen in the show go down, at least I got right. somebody I'm cool with. <laughs> <laughs> We coming to the end of the show, man. I'm glad to have you back behind the microphone, man. And man, kind of shake that lazy spirit off of both of us. You, know, you put us in a bad spot, man, <laughs> with this moving, bro. You, <laughs> tell the powers that be, you got to stay still for at least <laughs> 365 days for the next, the next uproot. Nah, I'm I'm here, bro. I'm ready to go. The wife, um, um, I, you know, before we go, I'm gonna say my last little piece, man. Shout out to my wife. I love her. She her whole intent in when we were picking out a house was like, oh, he got to have a room where he can do his cast. He got to have a room where he can do his podcast. So, and that's the realtor had that in mind. I, I got with the realtor because she came up, uh, my wife came up here before me. I got the realtor and she said, we got you a nice room where you can do your podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was checking out rooms. I was like, so shout out to my wife, man. She always looking out for me. She got my back. Like, you know, like a fishnet shirt, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why I said fishnet, but it just came out. But. Like full flat tires. <laughs> but we down like full flat tires. Yeah, that's my baby. I love her. So, so, so tell the truth. What you did? Are you around here? What's that? Why you around here talking about how much you love her? What you did wrong? Nah, I ain't do nothing wrong, something. man. She just she really <laughs> looked like, out for look me, here, man. Baby. Skip all the way to five minutes. Skip all the way to 58 minutes and 32 seconds. That's she, where you start listening to the pod at. <laughs> she was, she was going to give me this whole uh, room, like this big little room to do, um, to be my man cave. But I was like, you know what? Nah, it's going to be the family room. You know what I'm saying? I you took, on a, you know, on a pod professing his love. He did something wrong. <laughs> hey, nah, that's my, that's my baby, man. She take care yeah, of me, so I got to have wrong. her back. But with that said, 
I'm, I'm even going to share the love. I'm, I'm going to say shout out to your wife because she supports you in the podcast. She support us in what we do. She she give us that raw feedback like, uh-uh, y'all don't need to play that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. I appreciate well, her for that. that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just showing uh, love to the wives because they support us in doing this. And hopefully all y'all listeners support us too. Much love to the wives. But I'm telling y'all, when we, we get off this pod, he going to call me back and be like, man, such and such, such and such happened. So. <laughs> but I, hold on, I got do, I do do got one more shout out, man. So See? get this into, nah, nah. This this for my mom, my sister. A hey, big shout out for y'all for going down there and taking care, uh, having my daughter while she's in college. They they came down and helped her out, helped her ease in. My sister went back down a couple weeks ago and took care of her. So big shout out to y'all. I just want to get that public thanks. You know, I, I'm not a public guy. I don't need all that. Uh, notoriety on me but i do want to let my um family know publicly that i appreciate and i love them for everything they done did so somebody boom. somebody queue up the ralph trasvan right here <laughs> sensitivity <laughs> you need a man no I'm right <laughs> right well, that's what's good. You know, I forgot that heaven was. Um, damn, speaking of, where my hat? It's upstairs. I just gotta get in the middle. <laughs> yeah, right. I got it. I got the hat. Heaven, yeah. heaven, yeah. get this fool a hat. I forgot. Nah, we didn't had the hat for a month. Matter of fact, you know what? I'm gonna take it to work with me tomorrow and go by the post office, man. There you go, dog. There you go. Appreciate you. you Your address is still. Connection. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm about to yeah, put that's you on. It. <laughs> that's nah. it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, that's upstairs, man. I got you. That's what's up. We're going to close the show out, everybody. I know I, I want to say, first of all, I want to apologize for everybody for, for us being absent. Um, you know, life, sometimes life takes over and we got to do what life say. And it all it always play in our favor. Um, but we back in full effect. You will get an episode every Thursday. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, join the Facebook group. There's always some, some stimulating conversations going on in there. Um, also drop some comments we definitely post all the time on, on Instagram and, and like and follow and all the such <laughs> for sure any closing words no, Mr. Man. Sensitivity <laughs> I just I shout out to the fans too for being patient with us man y'all support has been overwhelming and end, like he said comment and tell us what y'all want to hear us talk about cause we here so, with that being said, much love. Well, all right. and we out. Peace. Citizens of the universe, recording angels. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection.